morning everyone really great to be here uh, let me just explain a little bit of who I am um, my name's Mark Greenwood I'm 48 years old can you believe that thanks mate appreciate your support I'll be doing your backing again for you in a minute if you carry on like that um, if only I could but um, I'm uh, I'm a I, I almost want to say I'm a visiting speaker but I think I'm a little bit more than that now. I don't come here Sunday by Sunday because I travel around speaking for a living. So if I am rubbish, treat me gently. I've got nothing else to offer the world. Um, but it certainly doesn't feel like I'm a visitor when I come here. I've known lots of you for, for many, many years and have really lovely conversations with you every time I come. Some of you I'd rather not have conversations with, but that's all right. No, I'm only, only joking. Hey, listen, just out of interest, I'm just fascinated. Now, I wonder whether by kind of show of hands, if that's all right, if, if we could just take a little bit of a, I suppose, a survey or a vote, whatever you want to call it. But if you are here this morning and you've, you've at some point misunderstood a person or something that they've said, give us a quick show of hands, ever in your life. Okay, fantastic. All right, hands down. If you're here and it's clearly the other person's fault, they've misunderstood you, would you raise quite a few hands going, uh, I love the humility with which we live. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, but it's true, isn't it? It, it? We live in a world that kind of misunderstands each other, right? Uh, we constantly uh, find that people misunderstand each other. And uh, I, I've certainly through my life misunderstood certain things and got the wrong end of the stick and all that kind of stuff. And, and I came across um, this story, um, which is a story of misunderstanding. And um, I think it's true. I kind of want it to be true, uh, but I think it is true. But even if it's not, I, it brings a smile to my face. And, and it's a, a very well-to-do kind of prim and proper English lady was, was planning a trip to Germany and uh, she was registered to stay in a small uh, quiet house that was owned by a schoolmaster and his wife. They didn't need it because they lived at the school and she was concerned because of the age of the building uh, as to the whereabouts of uh, the WC. She wanted to know whether it had a WC. Now, you and I would know that as a water closet, if you're really posh, or a toilet, or a, or a kazi, depending on, uh, or a bog. Anybody call it a bog? Is that, have we gone a bit base, have we? We've gone a bit base, okay. Um, so she wrote to the schoolmaster a letter inquiring as to the location of the WC, the water closet. And uh, the, the schoolmaster, who was himself German, actually didn't fully understand the meaning of the initials WC. And uh, so he went to speak to a local parish priest who he knew understood English quite well. And um, he chatted to him about it. And, and they weren't fully sure as the conversation went from one thing to the other. But they concluded that, that it must mean a wayside chapel, a wayside chapel. And so with, with that understanding, with that definition, uh, the schoolmaster wrote the following reply to the English lady. Dear madam, take great pleasure in informing you that the WC 
is situated 10 miles away from the house in the center of a beautiful grove of pine trees and surrounded by lovely grounds. It's capable of holding 229 people and it's open on Sundays and Thursdays only. As there are a great number of people expected during the summer months, I suggest that you come early, although usually there is plenty of standing room. This is an unfortunate situation, especially if you are in the habit of going regularly. It may be of some interest to you to know that my daughter was married in that very WC. In in fact, she met her husband there. I can remember the rush for seats. Why, there were 10 people to every seat, usually occupied by only one. It was wonderful to see the expressions on their faces. You would be glad to hear that a good number of people bring their lunch and make a day of it, while others just wait and arrive at the last minute or just on time. I would especially recommend your ladyship go on Thursdays when there is an organ accompaniment. The acoustics are excellent. And even the most delicate of sounds can be heard everywhere. The newest edition is a bell which rings every time a person enters. And the bazaar is to be held to provide plush seats for all, since the people feel it's a long time needed. My wife has been ill recently, and so she hasn't been able to go. In fact, it's been a year since she went last, which naturally pains her very much. I shall be delighted to reserve the best seat for you where you shall be seen by all. In fact, I look forward to escorting you there myself. With kindest regards, the schoolmaster. What do you think about that? Who thinks it's true? Oh, you cynics. Who thinks it's false? Okay, who's not sure? Who's not bothered? (laughs) Apathy is palpable. Who wants it to be true? Yeah. Who wants it to be false? Again, who's not really bothered? Who's just wishing I'd get onto something more interesting? Hands down, please. Hands down. I love that because it's just a reminder, isn't it, that it, it is so easy to misunderstand things, to get the wrong end of the stick, to think you know what something is or is about, but actually to be completely wrong about it. And I think it's easy, understandably so, to misunderstand what Christianity is about. I think it's dead easy to do that. And if you're here today, I'd love it if, if it's okay with yourselves just to take you on a bit of a journey over the course of the next few moments to try and maybe say afresh or for the first time, this is what I understand about Christianity. And it might be at the end of this morning's meeting, you might be willing to say, do you know, either, yeah, well, I hadn't quite realized it was that, or I might need to look into it, or maybe for one or two of you to embrace God and embrace Christianity, if that's appropriate for you, because I think it is easy to misunderstand, and a great sadness of mine that's echoed in the words of a friend of mine, he says, most people's understanding of Christianity 
is a misunderstanding. And do you know what? Actually, I think sometimes as Christians, the longer we've been a Christian, we forget what it's really all about. It's like we've embraced it, but we, we complicate it sometimes, don't we? We kind of clutter it a little bit. So I think it is easy to misunderstand what it's really all about. And I think it's also easy to miss the point of something. Uh, I read this story. It's not, it's not a, a funny story, but it is true. Um, and it, it, it kind of made me smile. It kind of made me sad a little bit at the same time. So if, if, if you just allow me to read it for a few moments. The Prince of... Now, we had this debate. Granada, Grenada. We went for Grenada, didn't we, in the first service, and you were very keen right then to go Grenada again. However, I actually had a debate in the, between the two services, whether it was Grenada or Granada. So, um, well, let's just call the whole thing off. We're going Grenada first service, we're going Grenada this service, all right? Is that all right with you? You're not bothered, are you, in truth, all right? So, the Prince of Granada, but now I feel I'm wrong. The Prince of Granada, an heir to the Spanish throne, was sentenced to life in solitary confinement in Madrid's ancient prison called the Place of the Skull. The fearful, dirty, and dreary nature of the place earned it its name. And once you were in, you would never come out alive. Now, the Prince of Granada was given one book to read the entire time that he was in the prison. It was the Bible. And with only one book to read, the Bible, he read it cover to cover. It became a bit of a companion to him. He read it a hundred times over and over and over and over again. The book became something that was quite important to him. After the 33 years of imprisonment, he died. And uh, when they cleared out his cell, they found some notes that he had written with nails on the soft stone of the wall, some facts, some information, some trivia, if you will. This is the trivia. Don't worry whether you understand it. If you're here this morning and not familiar the Bible, don't worry too much about that. It's not that critical. But suffice it to say, this is what they read. Psalm 118 verse 18 is the middle verse of the Bible. Ezra chapter 7 verse 2 contains all the letters of the Bible except J. The ninth verse of the eighth chapter of Esther is the longest verse in the Bible and no word or name of more than six syllables can be found in the Bible. He became an expert in Bible trivia. An expert in Bible trivia. However, he learned all the trivia of the Bible, but he hadn't learned all the truth of the Bible. I've discovered something. It's easy to learn. I love learning. Learn and learn and learn. But sometimes we can spend so much time learning about stuff, we never actually come or arrive at an understanding of what the truth is about life. In fact, the Bible even says that. Now, for those of you who are familiar with the Bible, just so you know where to find it, it's 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 7. For those of you here this morning who don't really read the Bible, just ignore those few words. Let me read it to you. It says, we can be forever learning, but never come to a knowledge of the truth. And I think one of the ways that can hinder us never coming to a knowledge of the truth is because we misunderstand something. 
And I think often people don't come to a knowledge of the truth of God and Christianity because they misunderstand it. And one of the things I think I have to say, it, it can look a bit weird. It can look a bit weird, Christianity. I mean, it is a bit bonkers. If we could have the first slide, that would be great. Aren't Christians weird? Now, I want to say to you, there are some weird Christians. But if I just say to you, they're not weird because they're Christians. They're just weird. I mean, like, you should see them now. They're positively balanced, relatively speaking. So I know, it, but it does look a bit weird. Christianity, I mean, like, what is all that jumping about? I mean, especially at this church, they're really bonkers here. Do you know what I mean? They like being known to clap and cheer and enjoy themselves. I mean, what is all that about? It, and I get it does look weird because like, they're, just, they're just getting carried away. And maybe if you're here this morning, you might have been surrounded by people who are getting carried away and you're feeling hashtag awkward because it's like, what is this really, really all about? I came across this great story. This is true. Larry Walters took flight in a chair suspended by... 42 large helium-filled balloons. What about that? When I read that, I thought to myself, why? Why do that? I mean, what is it got, that got into his brain? What am I going to do this weekend? Oh, it's been a while since I've took flight in a chair suspended by 42 large helium-filled balloons. I'll do that. But it gets even more bonkers than that. At 16,000 feet, 16,000 feet in a chair with helium balloons, he began popping them with a pellet gun, bringing him back down to planet Earth safely. I mean, could you imagine it's Friday, you're at work. And you're talking to Larry, and you say, have you got a plan for the weekend, Larry? And he'll say, well, I'm just going to go in a chair, fasten some helium balloons, and I'm going to head for 16,000 feet. And then at about approximately 16,000 feet, I'm going to start popping them. What are you doing at the weekend? Well, I'm going to mow the lawn. There's a bit of an anticlimax, doesn't it, really? But listen, I love this, I love this. Listen to this one. Reg Meller. Reg Meller, let me tell you about Reg. At 72 years old, Reg Meller is the reigning world champion at ferret legging. Now, you might not have seen ferret legging before, but I think you can begin to get a picture of what it might involve. So let me tell you. It's a contest. I've got to read it because it's lovely how they put it. The tying of a competitor's trousers at the ankles and the subsequent insertion of a couple of particularly vicious, fur-coated, foot-long carnivores called ferrets. 
The brave contestant spell is then pulled tight and he proceeds to stand in front of the judges for as long as he can while these animals with claws like hypodermic needles and teeth like number 16 carpet tacks try to get out. Reg, the reigning world champion, holds the record feel ill the thought of this are you ready five hours and 26 minutes with ferrets inside his trousers I mean I hope they're not stretched skinny because that would be a nightmare wouldn't it can you believe that and I when I look at these things I don't feel as weird as a Christian anymore do you know what I mean because there's a lot of bonkers stuff out there where people just do things like that. Weird things, strange things. And people who seem to get really carried away by things. Like football. Any football fans here? Let's find out where we're at. Any Aston Villa fans? Oh. <laughs> Somebody's put their hand up. Somebody else has put it back down. No, 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 Aston Villa in here. West Brom. Any West Brom? Oh, hey, now we're getting... Any Birmingham City fans? Okay, one, two, great. Any, any Hillsong Athletic or United? Is that what it is? Yeah, good on you, sir. Anybody support a team that's nothing to do with anywhere near where they live? Wolves. Wolves. Any Wolves fans? Oh, well, great stuff. Congratulations. Any Liverpool fans? Oh, right, okay. Man United? Chelsea, Plymouth Argyle, no we'll leave it at that, we'll leave it at that and I, lo- I love football, I'm, I'm, like, I'm passionate about sport, I love my favourite sport at the moment is rugby union because I've got a little bit fed up with the salaries footballers are earning and I, I absolutely love sport, I've been to watch football matches and I have got carried away I've, been, I've almost lost my voice in football matches. I have been known to get up and sing, the referees are one ball. I mean, I just, I got carried away. Honestly, I was calling him names and everything. Should have gone to Specsavers, all of it. All the lines are coming out. All the lines are coming out. Carried away. I get kind of immersed in it and it, it gets immersed in me and, and I love it. Do you remember Live Aid? Anybody watch Live Aid, which was kind of like a rerun in inverted commas of, um, oh, we had a rerun of it in Live 8. Do you remember Live 8? That was more recent. And I watched people there when all these bands were up and what were they doing? They were closing their eyes, they had their, their hands raised and they were just lost in the moment and getting carried away. And I've, been, I've not been to too many nightclubs, but I've watched people in nightclubs. They go proper light for it, don't they? It's like, come on. Like really getting carried away. Really enjoy, to give themselves some kind of buzz. So really, what I want to say to you is, there's no difference between a Christian getting carried away and somebody else getting carried away because we all get carried away. Why? Because we all want something to celebrate, either to give us something or because we've got something. And for me, I feel like becoming a Christian is, is understanding something that maybe I didn't understand. And it's that I've come to 
a knowledge of not just the trivia about God or about Christianity, but the truth about God, the truth about Christianity. There's a great little uh, bit in the Bible I, I absolutely love. There's a few bits in there. Well, there's loads of it, to be truth, but there's just a few that I kind of, <laughs> I live by, really. Well, I live by it all. Oh, this is getting awkward, isn't it? Okay, I'm going to mention it to you. There's this one particular sentence that loads of people would know, and it's Jesus speaking. And he's basically saying, for those of you who are familiar with the Bible, it's John chapter 10, verse 10. He's saying, I am come that you might have life, and in life in all its fullness. Life in all its fullness. Now, just for a moment, forget about, this sounds a weird thing to say in church, I get this, but just forget about God and the Bible for a few seconds. Some of you, like, you know, Christians are starting to twitch now, but roll with me on this, roll with me on this. Every single one of us in here, faith or no faith, want to live a full life, don't we? We, we want to be able, if, if you will, to, to look back and say, I really lived it. I really maxed it. I really smashed it. I really, you know, that life thing, I proper nailed it. I proper sorted it. I did it with, to the fullest of, of everything I can be. We'd all like, wouldn't we, to be like that, to be totally and utterly satisfied and ramped about, about life. If I can bring the God stuff back in and the Christianity stuff back in, I, I, I honestly, I really firmly believe that the way to really max it, to live it, is by living it with God. I think like we've got this misunderstanding that somehow by having God in, it doesn't max it. But I want to suggest to you this morning, by getting God in, it does max it. It does ramp it up. We do smash life. I'm not saying that you have to be a Christian to have a great life. I'm not saying that if, you know, if you're not a Christian, you're going to be miserable and not feeling satisfied and happy. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying to you is this. Whatever level of life you've lived with God, it ramps it up even more to the point where I meet people who take so long to become a Christian and they say to me, if I knew it was like this, I'd have done it sooner. And I get that. But I'd hate for you to misunderstand something and, and not to discover a truth, maybe to have some trivia about Christianity that it's church and it's this and it's that and the other and miss the truth, miss the truth that God's for you, he loves you, he thinks you're amazing, he desperately wants to forgive you of all the stuff that, listen, I do stuff I'm not happy with, right? Okay, so it comes as no surprise to me that I do stuff that God's not happy with, that's not a shock to me. I totally know I do stuff that I'm not happy with. And we all do stuff that God's not happy with. But the most important thing for me about Christianity, because this is another misunderstanding of a truth, it isn't just about the things that we do that are wrong. It's about not, not giving our lives to God. It's about not inviting him in and saying, God, come and take first place. That's the starting point of being a Christian. And at the end of my talk, which is not too far away, I'm, I'm going to give you an opportunity to begin that journey, to take that step. I absolutely love God. And if I, and I'm not saying that it's easy. I'm not saying I'm on the mountaintops. Like I live in the real world. world. It's hard, right? But I love the fact that I can be enthusiastic about God. 
But you know the truth that blows me away even more is that God got carried away by us. Like God went bonkers with his love over human beings. He didn't hold back. There's a song that we sung in that little chunk of singing talking about the reckless love God. There's no mountain he won't climb up. In other words, there's nothing that God won't do to connect with you. He has got carried away to demonstrate how much he loves. I mean, this is what he did. He sent his own son down to planet Earth to take the punishment for the wrong of the whole world. Ladies and gentlemen, that is bonkers. That is extravagant, extravagant love. Because what that means is God valued you more than his son in that moment. It's bonkers. It's extravagant. And the sadness for me is many people misunderstand it and don't come to a knowledge of that truth. I know it looks crazy the way we get carried away. And I know it looks a bit weird and a bit crazy how maybe you might think, well, the problem with Christians is they, they blindly believe. They just blindly believe. And that, that's weird. And I know it can look a little bit weird if we could have the next slide. That would be great. But the way Christians just blindly believe. An unintended pun with the blinds behind. It was more the image of the guy with his, honestly, it's not, it's not some kind of tenuous human, humorous connection there. I only realized it when I downloaded the image. But the way Christians just blindly believe, it's, it's weird. Is he? So, um, I, uh, for many, many years, visited a town called Malvern. And on this particular occasion, I'm in one of the secondary schools in Malvern, and I'm delivering um, a sixth form lesson to second year sixth form. My title was uh, The Existence of God, and something along those lines. And I had an hour's session, and the idea was that I'd spend 20 minutes talking about why I believe in God and whether there's any evidence or not for it. Um, and then we, I would field 40 minutes worth of questions. Um, so that, so that, was, that was great, delivered the talk. And um, when I asked, has anybody got any questions? There was this young fella, about sort of front to middle of the classroom, I think. And um, I said, oh, yeah, yeah, take your question, please. He said, the problem with you Christians, and I was kind of bracing myself a little bit then. Do you know what I mean? It's like, all right, go and chin me then. Do you know what I mean? And um, he said, the problem with you Christians is, is you, you, just, you just believe what you read in a book and what people tell you. In other words, you blindly believe. So I said to him, I looked at him, I said, fair point. I said, yeah, fair point. I think you're right. I think you're right. I mean, it's a little bit more than that, but he wouldn't fully understand. And so I just thought, let's roll with this. I went, yeah, yeah, no problem. No problem with that. Fair point. And he went, oh, I said, well, you wanted an answer, didn't you? He went, yeah, I just didn't, I didn't expect you to agree with me. I said, I know. It's kind of why I agreed with you, really. He said, well, is it true? I said, well, you're a little bit less confident now. You're a bit more confident when you presented it. Are you not confident anymore? I said, do you think we Christians just believe what we read in a book and what people, well, well yeah, I do. I said, and that's wrong, is it? Well, well yeah, it's like blind, blindly believing, isn't it? Went, yeah, yeah, get that. So I just said to him, oh, just, just out of interest, what, what do you believe? And uh, he, he was, a, I don't know what it was, but it was a something physicist. All right, 
something physicist. And um, I don't think it was astrophysicist. All right, it was, uh, what's the other one? Particle, thank you. It's uh, particle physicism, all right. But I don't know, I don't know. And so I said, oh, that, that's interesting. Just tell me a little bit about, and it was interesting. Tell me a little bit about it. And he told me a little bit about his physicism. And I said, mate, that's, that's really fascinating. And I was actually genuinely interested, because I am, I'm actually genuinely, no joke, and I'm actually genuinely really interested in what people believe and the process that brings them to it. I find that quite fascinating. Um, so I said, that, that's amazing. Um, where do you get it from? He said, well, it's true, isn't it? I said, well, it, it could be, but that's not the question I'm asking. We'll come on to that in a second. I'm asking you, where do you get that from? And he just said, well, it's true, isn't it? Now, in, in the top corner of the classroom, there was somebody who was clearly a rampant Christian. All right, she was going to burst. <laughs> Honestly, like, the veins were going, the steam, the eyes. Were, I mean, it was bonk. It's like, I thought, I can't, like, I'm, I, th- I think she's going to blow. If she doesn't scream, something's going to explode. Do you know what I mean? So I said to him more time, I'm going to ask you again. I want a proper answer. Where'd you get that from? He didn't even have a chance to inhale, let alone exhale, before the girl shouted out, He got it from a book! And I looked at him and went, you didn't. He went, I did, I did. I said, so look, how come it's okay for you to believe what you believe blindly when you got it from a book and somebody told you, but it's not okay for me to believe what I believe blindly when I got it from a book and somebody told me. And he said, well, the Bible's a load of rubbish, isn't it? I said, it's not, and we're going to have that debate in a few moments' time. But would you concede that it's unfair for you to level that question at me as a Christian that I blindly believe because I read it in a book and somebody told me, would you concede that that's an unfair accusation you've made when actually the truth is, for us here today, most of us believe what we believe because we've read it and somebody's told us in one form or another. And actually, there is a level of blind faith believing that what they tell us is true. Especially when there's loads of people out there, take the area of science, for example, I'm not wishing to go too much down this path, but when you take the area of science, and science say it proves this, but there's a whole bunch of scientists that don't agree with what, they, what, what they're saying science is saying. So we are all kind of blindly believing, but here's the deal. For me, I believe that there was a moment in time that I stopped misunderstanding, that I began to understand what Christianity was all about, that I moved from just being aware of the trivia of it all and having some kind of factual or anecdotal knowledge of it all, and I I moved to the truth of it and to discover what it was really, really all about. And I know that from an external, it does look a bit weird how Christians kind of just get carried away. And I know it can look a little bit weird about how maybe we blindly believe. But let me tell you, the fuller truth is not that I've discovered that God gets carried away um, by me. That's, That's a great truth. That's not the fullest truth. The fullest truth that I've discovered is is that God not only gets carried away by me, 
but actually God believes in me. When I started to trust God and believe God, hang on a second, you believe in me. (laughs) You actually believe in me, God. Why? That's why you made me. That's why you want me around. And no greater demonstration of how God believes in us than sending his own son, Jesus, to die. Becoming a Christian is simply about saying, God, with your help, I'm going to believe in you. With your help, I'm going to walk this Christian life and follow you. Now, I'd be lying if I said it doesn't take a little bit of blind belief or a little bit of faith. Because actually, the Bible says, without faith, it's impossible to, be, to please God. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. But we've all got a little bit of faith here today. You all exercise a little bit of faith every single day of the week. You've got a little bit of faith to believe that what you've believed about life is true. That's exercising faith. Because we all don't fully know. So you've got enough faith to exercise that faith in pleasing God. It just needs to be activated. And it starts by saying to God, God, help me to know not just the trivia or facts about you, but the truth of who you are. And then you begin to understand who God really, really is. I wonder if we might just pray for a few moments and whether the worship band will just come and join me. And they're going to play something in the background just um, to help us with, with these few moments. But let's, let's just pause for a few moments and, um, and, and close your eyes. It might be that you're here today and you're not familiar with praying or anything like that or reflecting maybe um, there's a lot being talked about mindfulness at the moment why don't you just grab this moment to, to pause and just think about life and just maybe consider whether, whether there's something in this God stuff that might connect with you so I believe there are three ways really that we can respond to God. God, literally, whether you can feel or hear, is calling you this morning and saying, Lord, would you, would, you, would you put your life in my hands? Don't worry about what you do or don't understand. But this morning, take a step and discover the truth of who I am. So for those of you here this morning, I believe God is calling every one of us, but for those of you here this morning, it's your moment to say yes to God. Never said yes to God. Why don't you grab this moment right now? Give your life over to God. It's what I call the big yes. You're not going to fully understand everything. I didn't the day I said yes to God. But the longer I've stuck with it, the more I've understood. But it starts with a moment of just saying yes to God. So if you're here this morning, you've never said yes to God. Why don't you say it to him right now? Not out loud, but just in the stillness and quietness of your own heart and mind. Saying yes to God is simply saying, yes, God, I want to turn away from life without you. And with your help, I want to start living life with you. It's about about receiving God's forgiveness and, and new life. When Jesus died, the Bible says he came back alive again so we could live. 
and saying yes to God is just embracing forgiveness and new life in Him. So just where you are right now, why don't you join hundreds and thousands of other people who've said yes to God. Just say it now in the stillness and quietness of your own heart and mind. Yes, God. Yes, God. Just now where you are. Yes, God. might be that you're here this morning and you're saying you know I'm not I'm not really ready for for saying that big yes to God I wonder whether you might make what I call a little yes decision that can be to God or simply to yourself and a little yes is about making an intentional decision to find out more to investigate to really look into the Christian faith to forge yourself that luxury you owe it to yourself to get the best that you can out of your life I believe that God helps you to do that but I get it's a big decision to just say yes to God so just why don't you in the stillness and quietness of your own heart and mind just say to yourself yeah I'm going to look into this I'm a little yes I'm a little yes might be that you're here this morning and you're not really ready to say a big yes or a little yes to be honest but I wonder whether I might just lay a very gentle challenge down to you this morning many people say they're open minded but often don't afford that luxury to to God and the Christian faith so I just want to lay that gentle challenge that if you're not open about God and the Christian faith this morning could you make a decision to become open minded about it be willing to gently consider it not close it off and if you're already open minded about the Christian faith could I invite you to to make it healthy to make a decision to say yeah I'm, I'm going to stay open minded and where I can just into it a little bit, not quite as intensely as a massive investigation, but just willing to keep considering. It's what I call a healthy maybe. Maybe there's something in this, and just to keep it healthy and alive. So why don't you just, in your heart and mind, say, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be a healthy maybe. So my prayer for you this morning is whether you're a big yes and little yes or a healthy maybe is that you realise God's always already said the biggest yes to you. He loves you, wants to forgive you and wants to connect with you. So Lord, I pray for those people like that this morning. I pray for those of us maybe who are established Christians, whether we're struggling or doing really well. Help us to get a fresh understanding. Correct any misunderstandings we might have developed over the years, Lord. And help us to come back to the truth of your word and not just the trivia. That all these scriptures that we know, that they become real truth to us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
thank you so much. In a few moments, we're going to sing our final uh, song. The band are going to lead us in that. But I'd just like to invite you this morning. If we could have the uh, yellow screen up, that would be great. That's lovely. Thank you. Um, I, I've got a, a little booklet that I've called the Journey Booklet. It's written for people who've just said yes to God. Um, it's got a whole bunch of stories in there of people who've been on the Christian journey. And so, listen, I'd love to give a copy to you. If you're here this morning, and this morning you've just said either a big yes, a little yes, or a healthy maybe, I'd love to give you one of these completely free of charge. It's something I've written, and uh, it'll just help you on the journey. It's called The Journey. And so uh, if you just come and see me at the end, you'll see a banner um, in the top right-hand corner as I look at it. Uh, that's just like that. You'll see those words. And I'm by the side of that with a fist full of booklets. And uh, if it's okay with you, though, you don't have to do this. We'd love to help you a little bit on that journey wherever you are. And we'd love to get some stuff to you to help you. If, if it's okay with you, could you fill in a little card that I've got? It just has two options. I suggest I would like to find out more. You simply tick which box best represents where you're at this morning with your address and email and such like underneath and we'd love to, to help you a bit more. If you don't want to do that because of GDPR and all that stuff that's out these days, totally get that. It's not a problem. We'd still love to get a booklet to you so you don't have to fill those in uh, to get the booklet. And we just want to make sure you get one. And if you're feeling a little bit awkward about coming to see me, often people just say to a friend, hey, look, could you, the way that you know us from the church, could you go and get me one of those booklets from that fella? And that's absolutely no problem at all. So whether you're a big yes, a little yes, or a healthy maybe. Well, it's been great to be here today with you. God bless and uh, trust you enjoy the rest of the day. Thank you. God bless.